I'm Dave Rubin. This is the Rubin Report Direct Message. Today's October 12th, 2021. The world continues to be completely insane and it is my duty to clean it up. Thank you for joining me. As always, uh, don't forget to share our videos, subscribe to our YouTube channel, tap the notification bell. Doesn't really do anything, but we like to give you some stuff to do while you're watching. Uh, we got a big show today, but before I get to any of that, we have an, a breaking situation right here in the Ruben Report studio. I got a text message yesterday from my producer, Michael. Now you guys know I, I sit in studio with my producer, Michael sits over there. My director, Connor sits over there. Michael's the one that sometimes during the show, if I need a fact check real quick, or I need some information or something, he's the one that I turn to over there and he gives me a little information. He you know, sets the order of the show. He's the one that I discuss the, the rundown with, all that kind of stuff. I got a text from him yesterday that he had the sniffles, okay? He had a little bit of the sniffles, little bit of uh, sneezing. You know, sniffles and sneezing, basically the same thing. But, you know, these days with science and everything, I'm trying to be as specific as possible. So he had the sniffles and he said, Dave, maybe tomorrow I won't come in because of the sniffles. And I said, you know what, Michael, I believe your medical choices are up to you. Uh, but why don't we revisit it in the morning and see what happens and we'll talk about it and see where we're at. And I texted him this morning, first thing in the morning, about 730. I said, how you feeling? He said, I've still got the sniffles. And then I had a choice. I had a choice as an employer. Now, as an employer in 2021, obviously you own all of your employees like slaves and you're allowed to tell them what they can and can't do medically, when they should be injected with things. And I could have forced him, I suppose, to come in. I should have said to him, go to the local uh, hospital, get injected with some stuff, you know, come here and sit here with the sniffles. I guess I could have done that. but. I'm a benevolent leader, as you know, and uh, Michael is at home today. So Michael, I, I'm sure you're watching. Hello there, how are you? Hope you're uh, having some chicken soup. Hope you're feeling better. Um, but I mention all this just to point out how really idiotic almost everything we're dealing with right now is. It's like, the guy's like 25 years old, perfectly healthy young person, takes care of himself, and he's got the sniffles. And in the old days, if you had the sniffles, you would just call into work and say, I can't come. Or you'd come to work, and you know, if you felt sick when you were at work, you'd leave. But these days we have now created a situation where if anyone sneezes or coughs, when's the last time you heard someone cough in public? You know what I mean? Like when you're on a plane now and someone coughs, it's like, you know, where's the emergency exit? We better <laughs> suck them out the window. Like everyone is becoming so fearful of everything. Uh, but I just wanna go on the record saying that I do not own my employees. They are free to make whatever medical decisions uh, they so choose. And you know, if you're not feeling well, I know it's old school. It's old school to say to somebody, if you're not feeling well, don't come to work. And Michael, you have sick days. You're still getting paid, man. You know, it's all good, all good. But you know, we'll see what happens. Hopefully he hasn't, uh, you know, he could have infected the entire building where he works uh, or the entire building where he lives and everybody, the whole, the whole city could be going down. So this, this could be the last show. Anyway, a lot of pressure on Connor over here. Connor, are you sniffling today or anything? No sniffles over there. I feel like a million bucks. Uh, all right, so we got three stories for you today. We have to start with just, general COVID nonsense because Fauci, you know, this Fauci guy, we've talked about him before. Have you heard about this Fauci guy? He, uh, he goes on all the Sunday, the weekend talk shows, the mainstream media talk shows that really nobody's watching anymore, but he just spouts nonsense, usually in complete conflict with what he said the week before. So we've got a couple clips of him. I think two clips 
from the last couple of days. Now we've got an old school throwback of Fauci and you're not gonna believe that he just is making up all of the bullshit. Uh, that's number one. Uh, number two, Kyrie Irving, NBA player Kyrie Irving. He plays for the Brooklyn Nets. As you guys know, I don't watch the NBA anymore, uh, but he has now been suspended by the Nets because he does not want to get vaccinated. Uh, this, is, this is quite extraordinary considering he is a 29 year old at the peak of physical fitness and health. We know that many other NBA players uh, are also quite healthy and taking care of themselves. We don't know that there's ever been a super spreader event at an NBA game from player to player, despite the fact they're sweating on each other and bleeding on each other and crashing into each other and you know all of the stuff, the germs flying all over the place. Uh, but the Nets have decided to suspend Kyrie Irving. So we're gonna talk about that. And then the counter to that, of course, will be that uh, Greg Abbott, who's the governor of Texas, has decided that there will be no vaccine mandates uh, for companies that operate in Texas. So there are little pockets of hope here in America. And our third story uh, will be all about how the mainstream media has gone full communist. Like they're not even playing around anymore. And you gotta kind of admire it. They were like, we're Democrats. You know, we, we're mainstream media people, but really we're Democrats. Then we're democratic socialists. Then we're socialists. And then they just, they just moved right over to communists. So we got a lot to do today. Again, Michael, feel better. If you're not here in studio tomorrow, you're fired. Uh, before I talk about anything else, I wanna tell you a little bit about Bonner Private Wine, people. I've got a bottle of Malbec right here. You know, if you enjoy wine like I do and you're tired of drinking the same boring bottles, you need to try the extreme altitude wine that comes from the mountains of Argentina. Imagine at your next dinner, pouring a glass of red wine that comes directly from the highest vineyards in the entire world. You guys may have seen, I had a dinner party the other night with uh, Nikki Haley and John Voigt, Kyle Kashuv, Larry Elder. We drank Malbec. Any higher and the grapes wouldn't even be able to survive because of that 6,000 to 9,000 feet. What does all this mean for the wine? A flavor like any wine you've ever tasted. Blackberry, leather, smoke, and a little dark cherry. Nature does all the work. That means no dyes and no flavor additives. The small family producers deep in the Andes Mountains make a very limited quantity. Just getting the wine bottles down from the mountain unbroken is a challenge. But the guys over at freethinkerwine.com have cracked the code when it comes to getting these rare wines to Americans. The best part, they've cut out the middleman. You won't deal with any big industry markup. I'm normally a Cabernet guy, but I really enjoy pairing their Malbecs with steak. It's like they were made for each other. Visit freethinkerwine.com and you'll get top quality, extreme altitude wine for about half the price. My audience gets 50% off the wine and 50% off shipping, not bad. No need for a promo code, just visit freethinkerwine.com. That's freethinkerwine.com. And now back to me. Okay, let's talk about this Fauci guy. Oh, and I should tell you, so when we do the show normally, Michael, again, who is sitting over there, has a computer and his computer has a wire and the wire goes into the camera that I'm looking at right now. And that's how I'm able to look at you guys the entire time while I'm telling you all the stories because he gives me like the headline of the story, the thing, the video that I have to throw to, et cetera. Today, in an incredible feat, Connor is running both things. He's directing and also running the, it's incredible. How are you feeling over there? You want the extra guac? Extra guac for Chipotle today for Connor. All right, very exciting. Uh, but we've got a couple things on the, on the Fauci front. First off, you know, I did uh, this little unboxing the other day of the Fauci box. They sent us the Fauci box. Disney had a big Fauci box and they had candy in it and they had chocolate in it and popcorn and a Fauci book and like Fauci socks and God knows what crap was in there. Well, first off, we gave all of that crap away to our on locals 
uh, community. So in the Ruben Report Locals community, I just gave away some Fauci crap. I, I said I'd sign it and we will do that and you're gonna get some Fauci crap if you want it. We've already given it away actually. Um, but uh, the movie itself, this documentary on Fauci, uh, their Rotten Tomatoes score came out and take a look at this. It has a 91% tomato meter score. That's the score by the quote unquote critics. So these are the bloggers and the mainstream people. They love this thing, 91% of them. It's the greatest movie of all time. It makes the 10 commandments look like shit. Audience score 2%. 2% of the people who watched Fauci that were real people and not just, you know, critic suck-ups to the power liked it. And actually the 2%, if I'm not mistaken, has since been taken down and now they're not even accepting any more reviews from the people. And it's just such a perfect example of just like the elite machine and the nonsense of mainstream media and critics and journalists and all of these people, they say one thing, but reality just does not map to it at all. Well, then Fauci uh, went on CNN this weekend because he doesn't spend much time in a lab. You'd think he'd be, you know, my God, he's in charge of the biggest pandemic of all time and there's so many things to do and we've got to splice DNA and blah, 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 blah. And I assume he has, you know, some sort of very small binoculars that he looks on things at. And there's a whole thing with science now, right? Uh, but he's always on TV instead of uh, being in the office, being over at the lab over there. Uh, and now he's uh, got some thoughts on COVID and Halloween. I think that particularly if you're vaccinated, but you can get out there, you're outdoors for the most part, at least when my children were out there doing trick or treating um, and enjoy it. I mean, this is a time that children love. It's, it's a very important part of the year for children. I know my children enjoyed it. So, I mean, again, particularly if you're vaccinated, if you're not vaccinated, again, think about it, that you'll add an extra degree of protection to yourself and your children and your family and your community. So it's a good time to reflect on why it's important to get vaccinated, but go out there and enjoy Halloween as well as the other holidays that will be coming up. Yes, yes, Halloween is a good time to reflect on why it's important to get vaccinated. That's why Halloween was started actually about 200 years ago, in case you didn't know that. It was all about thinking about whether you should be vaccinated or not. Um, interestingly, Halloween is basically the one day of the year when uh, before COVID, that's the day you were supposed to wear a mask. Now he's kind of like, ah, I guess you could kind of, and if you're vaccinated, you can kind of do your thing. It's not even that what he said there was so ridiculous, right? Because he's basically saying, if you're vaccinated, get out there. Of course, he never mentions anything about how there's virtually no, not none, but virtually no risk to children. 0.002% of kids have died of COVID under 500 cases, according to the CDC. That's not to diminish any of those lives. And each one obviously is very sad and it's, it's, it's actually unimaginably horrific. And you wanna prevent as much of that as possible, uh, but you also have to figure out a, a way to go about life. Remember when we had life and we just lived it and went around and knew that there was some risk and you might catch the sniffles from your uh, producer Michael, like anything could happen out there. Um, but he doesn't really say it, but basically, you know, should be aware of things that are happening on Halloween. And if you're vaxxed, you should be out there. I don't think many people are listening to him at this point. I think people are going about uh, holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas and 4th of July and Halloween or whatever it might be, uh, and making the choices for themselves, which is how it should be. Uh, but then he was asked about people indoors uh, and vaccinations. This was also over the weekend. How long do you think it will be until it's safe for vaccinated people to once again be indoors without a mask? 
You know, I it's always tough to predict that. I think if we continue to go down in the cases that we're seeing right now and more and more people get vaccinated as the dynamics of the outbreak, namely the amount of virus circulating in the community goes down, I hope we'll be able to pull back on some of those restrictions. Okay, so I gave credit where credit was due and I tried not to really go after him in that previous segment, right? He's kind of saying, if you're vaxxed on Halloween, get out there, whatever. If you're not, take some precautions. Okay, here's where he becomes the, the like typical hypocritical liar that he is. Notice he didn't give any numbers there. If we see the viral load go down, it's these amorphous statements. They have gone down. Something in California last week, there was something like 200 cases of COVID, something like that. And we've still got all these people in masks and all sorts of other stuff. Also, he knows, it's like, are you, are you a anti-vaxxer, Fauci? I'm confused. You guys said if everyone got vaxxed, that the country would go back to normal and everything else. Now, you know, this was back in like May or so when the vax was really getting pushed and they said, you know, we'll open up. And remember we had those two weeks in the summer where things started getting back to normal. Now he's basically saying um, you shouldn't be indoors if you're vaccinated. So he must be an anti-vaxxer or the vaccines are not working as promised, which again, that's what I got banned from Twitter for saying back in July. Why would you not be allowed to be indoors if you're vaccinated with other vaccinated people? Are what level, Fauci? Give me numbers. How about numbers? Not just, oh, when it goes down enough. Because he never says numbers because what they're really doing is this really, what I would say is a really duplicitous and dishonest and, and borderline evil game of zero sum that, oh, we'll have to see the numbers go down and down and down and down. What he's saying is until they're zero. Otherwise, we do have to keep some restrictions on you people. And it's like, if you think for one second that Anthony Fauci is wearing masks when he's indoors with other people, you're crazy. There is simply no way he does. There was a video yesterday of Joe Biden getting off a helicopter with Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden, and they had a, uh, you know, an assistant or a, a somebody with them. And you can see them all wearing masks as they're walking out of the helicopter. And then the assistant takes her mask off and they keep walking. Well, now, first off, they obviously were not wearing masks in the helicopter. Like this is all theater. The, the curtain has been pulled back. We've seen it, guys. We've seen the wizard, as I said last week. And they're, they're doing it right in front of our eyes. Uh, but now, if you think this is all just sort of like conflicting and uh, do Halloween, but don't be indoors if you're vaccinated and everything else, listen to what uh, Fauci said about vaccines a couple months ago. Does the vaccine make you worse? And there are diseases in which you vaccinate someone, they get infected with what you're trying to protect them with, and you actually enhance the infection. You can get a good feel for that in animal models. So that's gonna be interspersed at the same time that we're testing, we're gonna try and make sure we don't have enhancement. So the worst possible thing you could do is vaccinate somebody to prevent infection and actually make them worse. That would be pretty bad if you vaccinated someone to prevent infection and then made it worse. Uh, from what I understand, that might be from back in October of last year, so a year ago. So a year ago, we were allowed to talk about, oh, vaccines may not be perfect. Uh, these new types of vaccines actually might make you more susceptible. That would be the worst possible thing. Notice he would never say that now. Do you think there's any chance in high hell that he would get on one of these shows where they give him these softball interviews and be like, you know, actually it is possible, you know, these vaccine companies, these big giant 
uh, pharmaceutical companies, um, they're not being held accountable legally if they screw anything up. And it is possible that the vaccines either aren't working as well as they should, or that maybe um, it could make people even sicker or more susceptible to disease, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not saying that any of that is happening right now. I'm actually not. What I'm saying is that's what he said a year ago, and we're not allowed to talk about that idea anymore. So it's, oh, kind of go outside for Halloween, don't be inside if you're vaccinated with other vaccinated people. And yeah, a year ago I was saying that, you know, vaccines could make you more susceptible to a disease that's not at a that's not like completely out of hand and that's why we test things on animals and you know, we did sort of rush this thing out, but here we are. Anyway, I think you see my point today, people. I don't like that guy very much. There you go. Uh, all right, let's move on. I want to talk to you guys about Chamonix. You know, we've been telling you about Chamonix uh, for quite some time now. Samantha from Arcadia, California is raving about her remarkable results. I love Genucel plant cell, plant stem cell therapy. I've used it all over my face, under my eyes. It's cleared up the flakiness, even reduced my forehead lines. And someone even asked if I got work done. Nope. Just Genucel by Chamonix. Fine lines, forehead wrinkles, dark spots, bags, puffiness under your eyes, gone right before your eyes. And best of all, guaranteed results in as little as 12 hours or you get your money back. It's that simple. Now get this, Genucel has sold over a million products. That's a million products. Lots of companies have tried to duplicate them and they all fail. It's for both men and women. I just mentioned in a recent interview how I look back on my first PragerU video. I was really stressed. I wasn't sleeping well. I was... Had a lot of stuff going on at the moment. I can see pretty huge bags under my eyes, but no more. People all across the country, once they try Genucel products, they fall in love and they buy them again and again. Now you can see the difference yourself today. Get 50% off their most popular packages. Go to lovegenucel.com slash Dave for 50% off. These are all of their customer favorites. Just go to lovegenucel.com slash Dave for 50% off. Order today. All orders are upgraded to free priority shipping from our friends at Love Genucel. And now back to me. Okay, so let's talk about Kyrie Irving for just a moment. As you know, I don't watch the NBA anymore because it became hyper-politicized. Uh, I find the players mostly to be sort of unbearable and constantly talking about things that they don't know what they're talking about. And I don't have a problem with anyone uh, doing that, generally speaking, but I don't have to listen to it, right? And the fact that ESPN and the major sports networks have all become 24-hour political pundit nonsense stuff, so I don't really watch the NBA anymore. However, I do know that Kyrie Irving is a member of the New Jersey Nets, and now he has been suspended. This has just happened in the last uh, two hours or so. This is from the New York Post. In the wake of Nets star Kyrie Irving's apparent refusal to get vaccinated against, the, against COVID-19, the 29-year-old will not be part of the team until he does, the Nets announced in a surprise statement Tuesday morning. Exactly one week before the Nets kick off their regular season against the Bucks, the team announced Irving will not practice or play with the team even during away games where he is allowed to play. Due to local restrictions in New York, every Nets and Knicks player must be vaccinated to practice or play home games. Irving is the only member of the Nets who is not vaccinated. Now let's just do like the 101 obvious stuff here to start. First off, He's 29 years old. First off, Kyrie Irving is healthier than you. He's healthier than me. He is a young man at the peak of physical 
fitness who I have no doubt takes care of himself. I don't know all his positions on everything. I don't really care about all his positions on everything. He, I, as far as I know, he's not even anti-vax in terms of, oh, I don't wanna be vaxxed ever or I don't think anyone should ever have vaxes. I think he's talking about his own medical choices, which by the way, a lot of players, I've actually talked to a couple other players on the DL and a lot of players are against this nonsense, but people don't wanna put their livelihoods and their jobs up on the line. And I think Kyrie Irving is about to find out how evil the machine is. Because when you step out against the machine, the machine crashes down on you in horrific ways. Now, Kyrie Irving has a lot of money, right? This guy's, I'm sure he's got at least $20 million in the bank. If he never wants to work again, he doesn't have to work again, but he's gonna be called all sorts of horrible things. Wait till the Kyrie Irving's alt-right. He's somehow a black, white supremacist, much like Larry Elder who spoke out against the machine. If you take a position counter to the narrative that the mainstream monster wants you to take, you, they will try to destroy you. But we need to support people like Kyrie Irving. It doesn't mean you're against vaccines. If you want to get vaccinated, get vaccinated, okay? It doesn't mean that, but we need to stand up for the people who are saying that I believe in my body, my choice. I believe in individual autonomy and not everyone can be brave enough to do it. This guy has the means to survive for a little while doing it. So if you can't do it in your own life, maybe you could support him however you can. Like you don't have to quit your job or whatever it might be. Everyone has to make choices for themselves, but like this guy deserves our support right now. This is this is absolutely crazy and I would hearken you back to my show, you know, 2 weeks ago, we had Jonathan Isaac, that video from Jonathan Isaac who's on uh, the Orlando Magic basically saying the exact same thing. I had COVID, I'm healthy, I don't believe the government should be mandating it, people should make choices, what about natural antibodies? But, and yet this will be framed. I mean, just watch what the mainstream media does to Kyrie Irving over the next couple of days, the way they talk about him, that he's some radical right winger and he's been brainwashed by Alex Jones and just whatever crazy nonsense they can throw at him, they are gonna throw at him. Um, as I tweeted out this morning, you know, Kyrie, if you're watching this man, you know what you should do is just leave the NBA, start a league with some old players, some retired guys, maybe some other players that don't wanna get vaccinated and start a league with other people, regular people that wish they could have played basketball with guys like you. Maybe it's half court, you know, maybe it's full court. It can be for men and women. It could be for tall people and short people, black and white, gay and straight, vaccinated and unvaccinated. That would be more interesting. We'll get some celebrities to play. We'll get just regular guys who love hoops. I'm not kidding, men and women, like mix up everything and let's get some league of decent people. How about we call it that? The Basketball League for Decent People. I don't watch the NBA anymore, but I would probably watch something like that. I would try to play too. Got my brace for my knee and I would like to get out there and see what I could do. So Kyrie, that's my little advice to you. Uh, related to this story uh, is actually a little bit of hope. So Kyrie, you know, I always talk to you guys about hope, right? We just need hope. You need to point to people who are being brave. You need to point to someone maybe in the government that's doing the right thing. You need to hear music that inspires you that like sparks something in you to be hopeful. Like we, that's what we need right now, right? And there are little moments of it. So Kyrie Irving standing up for what he believed in, little bit of hope. Well, now there's some hope coming out of uh, Texas because Governor Greg Abbott today issued an executive order stating that no entity in Texas can compel receipt of a COVID-19 vaccination by any individual, including an employee or consumer who objects to such vaccination for any reason of personal conscience based on a religious belief or for medical reasons, including prior recovery from COVID-19. 
The COVID-19 vaccine is safe, effective, and our best defense against the virus, but should remain voluntary and never forced, Abbott said. Yes, that's right, Governor Abbott, and how refreshing it must be for the people of Texas to live in a state not where the governor chooses to be a king and demand that everyone does the things he wants them to do, but where he says, do what you want, do what's right for you. Get the vaccine, wear a mask, don't do those things. It's up to you. There's some risk involved and there's risk either way. We know all of this stuff, okay? That's pretty good. That's opposed, of course, to our wannabe uh, king, the tyrant Gavin Newsom here in California, uh, who's demanding that it, you know, it's gonna be all kids up from five and up. I think right now they're doing 12 and up, although his 12-year-old daughter apparently has not been vaccinated yet. Uh, surprise, surprise, like the guy's the biggest hypocrite on planet Earth. Um, and uh, this is just a very obvious example of the, of the split that is happening in America, whether we like it or not. States are going their own way and making their own choices. And where you live uh, is going to be, um, it's gonna be more important to choose where you live to be in line with your views because it's not gonna be like the country, the states are gonna be that uh, cohesive anymore. That is just obvious. That is not a call for civil war. It's just a comment on the reality of the situation. Uh, speaking of all of this, uh, the big breaking news over the weekend was that Southwest Airlines canceled thousands of flights over the weekend. And of course, the mainstream media ran cover. The mainstream media started saying, well, it was all weather related and there were some weird things happening on the ground, but it was mostly weather related, although it was thousands of Southwest flights and it was, and it was a couple other flights from United and Delta and American and a few others, but it was thousands of Southwest. And it's like, well, wait a minute, don't they all have to deal with the same weather? Something doesn't seem right. Well, it turned out that hundreds, if not thousands, of Southwest employees were protesting vaccine mandates and they didn't go to work. This is the only way we the people have a chance to fight back. Now, the media doesn't want you to know that, which is why the media was saying this was all about um, weather. You're not gonna see much of this, obviously, on CNN and MSNBC because they don't want you to realize, oh, you know, you're not gonna believe this, you peon, you citizen. You have the power to fight back if you band together with other citizens. Um, so anyway, so Southwest had to cancel all of these flights. People were obviously very upset, but I saw a huge amount of support for Southwest. Like it's not fun if you're trapped at an airport, but I saw tons and tons of people supporting Southwest employees and being like, you know, basically I tweeted this out. I, I think this is the right sentiment. It's like Southwest, if you wanna like really like, like be the shining beacon right now, you could be like, you know, we're gonna be the one airline who does not have a vaccine mandate. We keep telling you guys how safe planes are and everything else, and there's all the videos, and they spray all the planes, and they have that, that green gun that looks like it's from Fortnite, and they're spraying the planes, and they keep telling us how safe planes are, so we're not gonna force our employees. We think most of them will, and they probably will, and you guys can do whatever you want when you're on the planes. They would have such a chance to like get, get literally millions of people to be lifelong Southwest Airlines uh, fans, right? Like customers right now, including me. That's what they could do. They haven't done that yet. However, we've got some video here from uh, CNBC. I believe this is the CEO, is it the CEO of Southwest? Uh, talking a bit about the mandates and what's going on with his company. What happened here with the pilots? Well, yeah, again, I, I think that uh, we're uniquely affected because we have so many of our flights uh, that uh, touch Florida. All the airlines were impacted on Friday. It was just more of an impact on us, and it just took us longer to recover. 
but all of our employees work very hard through the weekend and uh, it's it's tough on our customers but it's also tough on our people so they did a phenomenal job there's absolutely um, no no issue in, in working with our employees talking about the vaccine mandate oh yeah I mean there are some that uh, have very strong views on both sides of that issue and you know it's not as I think you probably know, I've never been uh, in favor of corporations imposing that kind of a mandate. I'm not in favor of that, never have been. Uh, but the executive order from President Biden mandates that all federal employees and then all federal contractors, which covers uh, all the major airlines, uh, have to have a mandate, in, a vaccine in place by December the 8th. So we're working through that. Uh, we're urging all of our employees to get vaccinated. If they can't, we're urging them to seek an accommodation, either for medical or religious reasons. Uh, and uh, but my goal, obviously, is that no one loses their job. Uh, the, the objective here, obviously, is to improve health and safety, uh, not for people to lose their jobs. So, um, yes, we have some very strong uh, views on that topic, but uh, that, that's not what uh, was at issue with Southwest uh, over the weekend. Okay, that's Greg Kelly. He is the CEO of Southwest Airlines. That, that's a pretty decent guy right there. That's a guy that's trying to run a company. That's a guy who's saying, I don't want the government telling me what to do. I'm trying to respect my employees' beliefs. I have my own personal beliefs, and we're trying to do the best that we can. You know, he sort of hedged his bets at the beginning where he kind of implied, he didn't fully say it, that it had something to do with Southwest Florida weather, all these delays, except again, many airlines fly through Southwest Florida. So the idea that, you know, over a thousand flights were delayed uh, on Southwest and it only affected them is, is sort of silly weather related, but he's trying not to throw anybody under the bus because then he's also showing a lot of sympathy for his employees that are saying, we don't want these vaccine mandates. And he himself is saying that he does not want to be forced into doing it. Now, it's important that I say this because there is a lot of confusion around this. And I just spoke to Harmeet Dillon, who is a fantastic civil rights lawyer, because I wanted to uh, clarify what's going on here. There is a federal executive order that Biden put out, it was probably about six weeks ago now, about federal workers and federal contractors. So if you are a federal worker for the United States government, there is an executive order saying that you have to be uh, vac vaccinated. I'm not for that, but that's what the order says. And then it went further. It said that if you're a federal contractor, you have to be as well. Your employees have to be as well. That means if you're just some company that does some random business, with the government, you make signs for them, you paint some, uh, something on the street, you sell them you know, keychains, uh, your employees have to be vaccinated too. Now that seems like complete nonsense to me, uh, but that's where we're at on the executive order. The thing that needs to be clarified, and everybody really needs to understand this, and we're gonna link to an article from the Federalist down below that Sean Davis passed over to me right before we started, is there is no executive order on forcing companies with more than 100 employees to vaccinate all of their employees. It does not exist. There was a press release about it, but there is no executive order. So there was a lot of confusion around this because every there's there's literally there's got to be hundreds of thousands of companies in the United States that over have over 100 employees and I think a ton of them thought, "Oh my god, we're going to have to force our employees to do this otherwise we're going to get these crazy uh, fines and such." It does not exist. Now they may try to push it through, and I think uh, there was video of Jen Psaki a couple weeks ago being deliberately confusing about it to scare people because this administration is all about fear and keeping the people in fear, but it simply 
does not exist yet. There is some sort of guidance and a press release. Again, we've got an article from The Federalist in the description down below, so you can take a look at it. Uh, but anyway, I absolutely stand with the people of Southwest Airlines, the employees. I stand with the employees of American Airlines. I stand with, I stand with anyone that's trying to maintain a little bit of control over their own life right now as it's being taken away, as we are watching. This is the slow march of socialism, Marxism, communism. It really is here. That's not like some crazy alarmist thing that I am trying to say, but this is how it happens. A country doesn't become communist overnight. You don't just wake up the next day and you're communist or fascist, but we are watching an out of control federal government run by a man who clearly is not cognitively able to run it. And I don't even think he's running it in the first place. We are watching their march on all free people and what are you gonna do about it? That's the question. And of course, moving on to our third segment, all of this, this, this march towards communism is being fueled by our mainstream media. If you don't believe me, we've got about a two minute uh, compilation video from Grabian Media of uh, the lefties and the media cohorts uh, pushing communism. Enjoy. No one likes to mandate people to do things that they may not wanna do. But sometimes for the greater good of society, you have to do that. You gotta start telling people, if you don't get vaccinated, you can't come into this office or this place of business. We really need to make it clear that there are privileges associated with being an American, that if you wish to have these privileges, you need to get vaccinated. Travel and having the right to travel in our state, it's not a constitutional right as far as, I'm, as, far as I know. Getting vaccinated is not a personal choice. It's not, it's something that we do for the community. I think that he should approach this with an iron fist. If you don't get vaccinated, you can't come to work. People aren't then going to threaten to go to another workplace. If every workplace has that same requirement, that's a good thing. So I don't think it's overreach. I think this is what's needed in the middle of a pandemic. And in fact, I think the Biden administration, if anything, could have gone even further. And those governors that stand in the way, I think it was very clear from the president's tone today that uh, he will run over them. If you don't get vaccinated, you can't come into this gym. Screw your freedom, because with freedom comes obligations and, uh, and and responsibilities. Your personal choice ends where my right not to get killed by an infectious disease begins. So we have these collective actions for the good of the community, not the individual. Yeah, we don't live in a bubble. We live in a community. And that is why there have been a number of instances throughout history where we have made a decision as a society to abide by common rules that protect the common good. We really have to uh, you know, think in terms of what is best for society at this point. If you don't get vaccinated, you can't come into this, get onto this airplane. You can stay unvaccinated if you want, but you're not going to be able to travel to see your family. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. There you have it, the tolerant and diverse and open and freedom-loving and honest and decent lefty media and politicians. As you were watching that, how did you feel? I mean, really feel, like as you were watching, I've now watched it probably 10 times today, um, but even on this showing just now, it's like, man, you, you feel kind of tense, right? It's like, there are really really bad people out there right now, pushing really, really bad ideas. And the irony, of course, the ultimate irony is if Donald Trump was president and Donald Trump was pushing a federal vaccine mandate across the entire country, 
Every single one of those lying sellout buffoons would be saying the exact same reverse thing, not the same thing. They would be saying the complete reverse thing. They would be saying, this is overreach. He's a maniac. This is fascism. This is biomedical tyranny. They would all be saying that, but they like Biden and they like the power and they like the machine and scratch a progressive and find a really hysterical authoritarian, okay? That it is just so obvious. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, what do he say? Screw your freedom? Is that what he said? Screw your freedom? Arnold Schwarzenegger, the Terminator, Commando? Dennis Quaid from Total Recall? Like what? God, these people, what do, what do we do? What do we do as, as free, decent people? Like, like just think of the difference of, of, of the type of people that now exist in the world. I would say, you know, we can talk about left, right. We can talk about top, bottom. We can talk about, uh, you know, conservative, liberal. We can talk about all of those things. But it's basically like you've got some people who wanna understand the world and some people who wanna control the world. That's what this is all boiled down to now. And it's becoming very, very obvious to any of us that are paying attention. I don't have all the answers, but I don't think they have all the answers either. So what I wanna do is create a ground that the most freedom can exist so that we can all make the choices for ourselves that we feel is right. And within that, there's gonna be some messiness. But you know what comes with that messiness? The opportunity for human flourishing. That's a freaking beautiful thing. That's what this country was based upon. Those people, the people that demand you bow to them, the people that, you demand, that demand that you not talk about certain things, the people who would gladly have you fired and silenced and pushed to the margins of society, it's like, they're not the good guys. And until enough of us are willing to say that, and enough of us are willing to say, boy, it's getting hot in this pot right now. It's getting pretty hot. You know, we better do something before we all boil. It's like, they're gonna keep moving. They're just gonna keep moving. So we have our work cut out for us, as I often say. Uh, guys, if you didn't see it yesterday, we didn't have a regular show. Uh, I interviewed Michael Knowles all about Christopher Columbus. It was Christopher Columbus Day yesterday, Columbus Day, and I don't think Joe Biden tweeted about it. He did tweet about Indigenous Peoples Day, uh, but you know, Columbus kind of did discover the whole thing and was a pretty decent guy with a bit of a checkered history like all people, including you and including me, and uh, we should be honoring him, and I still call it Columbus Day because I'm old school, so you can watch my interview with Michael Knowles. Uh, also, uh, my interview, my full interview with Blake Masters, who's running for uh, Senate in Arizona, wrote Zero to Run, which is right over my shoulder, with uh, Peter Thiel. Uh, that's up right now. And part parts one and two of my interview with Michael Schellenberg, a really interesting guy. He was a lefty, lefty, lefty progressive. And then he started swallowing the red pills. Uh, and he just wrote a, bo a book called San Francisco, it's basically about how progressives destroy cities. We had a really fascinating interview uh, on his own political evolution and just why progressives are so bad at everything. Everything that they touch turns to shit. That's, I should have wrote the blurb on the book. Uh, join me at rubenreport.locals.com for food pictures and wine and all sorts of other fun stuff. And by the way, uh, I think I've mentioned this a couple of times, but we now do a live chat. We, we do not do live chat on YouTube during the show because it's just filled with trolls and bots and haters. Obviously you guys can comment once we post the show. 
afterwards, but we do do a live, completely uncensored chat during the show, which you can do on your phone or desktop at rubenreport.locals.com, and some of my team members are in there, and uh, and Helen, my assistant, who is guiding the conversation, she can get messages to me during the show so I can give you guys shout outs and answer specific questions, and you can correct me if I screwed something up. Imagine them doing that on CNN if they had the fans actually correcting them in real time. That would be something else. Uh, all right, it's Tuesday. I enjoyed the show today. I hope you did too. Have a great day. See you tomorrow. And Michael, get that injection or you're fired. Goodbye. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Be sure to subscribe and rate this podcast. And don't forget, you can watch my direct messages live on Blaze TV and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern. And of course, if you want to connect with me personally and get early access to my sit-down interviews, join rubenreport.locals.com.